Hey everybody, welcome to the Spliff Podcast. I'm your host, Bo Nellis, and this is episode 76, Pinch of the Green. It was a fun title when I thought it up and thought I was going to get this out on St. Patty's Day, but now I'm just recording it on St. Patty's Day, so at least I got that. We're going to talk a little bit more exactly about what a pinch of the green is, though if you've ever had to trust a stranger in getting you a sack, you probably already know. Instead, we're going to open things up with a section I call Stoner Moments, where I touch back on older podcasts and clarify things that might have gotten lost in a stoner moment. Feel free to make your own stoner moments with me by smoking on a bowl or your vape pen or doing a dab, whatever floats your boat, and get your headspace right. I have been doing dabs all day of all kinds of different stuff. My favorite was this Bay Dream, but I've been hitting this Jack White. I've been hitting some Sour Tangy that got me all messed up early in the day. It was a little too indica for me. It was good and stony. It's been a hard time trying to get recording, and I do apologize that it's been so late in getting podcast out and the podcast have been kind of short. I've been having issues with my audio because of Microsoft forcing their Windows 10 upon me feel very violated and it really messed up my audio and it's been harder to get really clean audio week after week. I'm hoping that I've got it fixed now. Fingers crossed. Jeez, please, for the love of God, fingers crossed, make it work. Because there's nothing worse than trying and getting really jazzed up about something and then having your audio just totally fuck up on you and you spend all that time and effort and nobody's ever going to know. But I do want to say thank you for supporting the time and effort that I have put out into it and for another five-star review that I saw on iTunes. It's anonymous for right now. I don't know if there's a... Well, I should say a five-star rating. Uh, I don't know if there's a review to go with it. If you would like to leave your own five stars, it doesn't have to be five stars, but that is the best. So far, 11 out of 12 stoners agree. The Spliff Podcast is five stars. You can do so on iTunes or wherever you listen. Any platform that you choose to review on is going to help other people be able to find it and know that it's quality content. Uh, But iTunes specifically, their algorithm really favors those podcasts that are getting reviews, specifically positive reviews. So any bit goes a long way and is a great way to anonymously share and help other people discover this information. Also, getting back to the whole stoner moments, I still need to throw up links for last week's episode. Um, I plan on getting that done soon. If you're listening to this in the future, 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 future. I don't know why the future has an echo. It's a vacuum of space and time. And I don't know if there's an echo in space and time. I don't know if there's an echo in a vacuum even. But I'm I'm not here to talk about that. I'm here to talk about weed. So let's talk about some weed. I had mentioned a trick for cleaning pipes that my friend Jamie laid down on me. She mentioned that she just fills an isopropyl bag. Well, it doesn't fill it, but... Fills it enough with, uh, fills an isopropyl bag. Did I just say that? She fills a sandwich bag with isopropyl enough to cover her pipe. And she just kind of lets it soak overnight. And then it's really easy to just wash out under hot water and get all that gunky resin out. 
So my pipe was in desperate need of cleaning and I used her trick and it worked really great. Um, I, I mean, the, the majority of the pipe was fine, but the bowl itself was so caked with resin that I went to pack a bud that was a perfectly decent sized bud and it wouldn't fit in the bowl because it, the bowl part had become so small because it was still so filled with resin. And I did have to poke at it. I had to poke at it a little bit the next day under the hot water in order to get all that bit out of there. And there is a little bit of a yellowish tinge on the pipe on the glass that isn't usually there when I clean it. But I think a little bit of salt would have helped that a lot. A little uh, abrasive in there would go a long way. And the nice thing is I didn't have to dump all the extra ISO down the drain I just let it evaporate out of the plastic bag and then was able to toss the resin. So I don't know if that's the right way to do it, but I'm sure it's better than dumping it all down the drain. So let's see here. What else? Oh, now I mentioned a lot that I use the Soothing Soos for my own allergies. And no, even though I went back to city council, I don't know if any of them used it. None of them have told me it. And I didn't get there in time to make it for the public commentary quite. Unfortunately, my timing was really terrible. As a matter of fact, I don't want to talk about it. All right, fine. Twist my arm. I got there literally two minutes before they were ending and it was in the middle of a memorial. But fuck, at least I showed up, right? Damn it. The one time that they don't go until 930. But moving on, I use the Soothing Soothes or THCA infused coconut oil uh, as a more generic way of, of saying the actual cannabinoid in it that's helping me for my allergies. Every day I put the Soothing Soothes in my nose and in my ears and it helps me deal with a lot of sinus swelling. And I noticed that my kitty, my soul kitty, my my soulmate kitty, that we go through so many things together. My my kitty has always had allergy problems too. When my nose gunks up, his nose gunks up. But a few months ago, his nose was getting really gunky. And I'd been using the Sue's, so my nose wasn't very gunky. And I figured maybe it's just because I've been using the Sue's. And his, he's just having some allergy problems. But when I went to clean his nose, it wasn't like normal at all. It was really scabbed. And it turns out that I had switched cat litters on him. And the cat litter that I had switched to was supposed to be a lighter version, which was just a way for my lazy ass to not have to lift so much weight. But it was filled with a bunch of grasses that that really destroyed his allergies. So for the past few months, every day, I was putting just a, a little dibble-dabble of Soothing Soos on his nose, and it made a huge difference. He didn't enjoy it, but it made a huge difference, enough to the point that if I didn't put the Soothing Soos on there on a regular enough basis, like every few days, I would notice that his his nose would start to gunk up again. And we didn't want that. So it was the difference between a gunky nose or a clean, moist, adorable pink nose. So I definitely made sure that he was able to keep that pink nose going. 
Since then, we've gotten rid of the old litter and his nose is starting to get back on a very regular allergy schedule. So I'm keeping him on the Soothing Sues. I don't have to use it as regularly for him. A, a very tiny bit goes a very long way for him. And every couple of days, I can just put... I, I literally just wiped my finger around the outside of the cap for the Soothing Sues and then just touched his nose. And that'll be good for two days. But it keeps his nose cute and pink and healthy and adorable. And I couldn't ask for more. So Soothing Sues for allergies, not just for me, but for my kitty too. All right. And then another thing, it's not really a stoner moment, but... I was on Instagram and there are so many giveaways on Instagram and I just can't help myself from entering sometimes. And thank God I didn't because I totally want a ticket to a rooftop cannabis yoga and wellness event. Woo woo, spring awakening. Woo woo. Yes. So it's hosted in Santa Monica by at Dank Girls, which is a glass making company. And at mahogany.mary, who, from what I can tell, is a yoga and cannabis enthusiast. And I just can't wait to report back on it. It won't be until the end of the month. So it's going to be a couple of weeks before I can tell you more. But I had a friend who went to a puff and pose in LA and I was super jealous. I can't remember why I wasn't able to go, but I wasn't able to go. And there aren't any events locally to me because of the prohibition measures. And I'm not one, to, I'm like, I don't have the money to spend on it right now. But if it's going to be for free, I'll make my ass get down there. You best believe that shit. So, and I almost didn't win. Luckily, the chick who did win couldn't make it. So, runner up. Yes. Speaking of runner up, I want to give a shout out to Shay from MJ Today Daily. He uh, hit me up on the Slacker channel for us MJ Today Daily fans. It's where I go to give them all of my bad jokes, which I am just overwhelmed with, apparently. But I had mentioned last week that I did not win the advertising space for the job search uh, opportunity. But with like voiceover and any writing gigs that I don't get, I just tell myself I made it as far as I could without getting it. And you just got to believe that. And sometimes, you know, later on you find out it wasn't true. But all of those ones you didn't find out about, you never know. Well, shout out to Shay. He let me know it was a really close race. And sometimes that kind of feedback is all you really need. There might be more to it. We'll see. We'll see. I'll keep you posted on that too. For now, we are going to be moving on and talking about those bitches who be pinching a sack. All right. Whether you've done it before, whether you haven't done it before, whether you don't agree with it or just realize that it is a cost of doing business in this market, we're going to talk about it a bit and how pinching a sack fits into the legal realms. I'm going to take a hit of this pipe here real quick first, though, right? All right, so we're going to talk about pinching a bit of the green. If you are unfamiliar with the term, it is the act of taking a small to not so small amount of weed 
out of somebody's bag as the price for having to be the middleman for getting the bag, usually done by acquaintances, co-workers, and strangers, not generally a practice to be had between friends, though maybe between relatives. Uh, Relatives can be pretty fair game in that. Now, personally, I have been on both sides of this issue. My sack has been pinched before, and I have totally pinched other people's sacks as the cost of doing business. When it comes to business, there are no real favors. And if you, when you're charging $60 an eighth, you can't charge somebody $65. And when you're desperate for weed, you do desperate things. It's part of what being in the black market is. It doesn't make it right. It doesn't make it wrong, depending on who you ask. But in general, it's been something that only happens on the black market or through diversion in the legal market. If you have a friend who's going to buy you some medical grade cannabis because they've got their card and you don't, you might end up getting not a full eighth out of it. The best way to avoid having a sacked pinch is to make an agreement before you send somebody out and be like, hey, yo, feel free to take a nug or I'll give you a nug when you come back or I'll smoke you out or, hey, can I give you an extra five bucks for doing this awesome favor for me where you have to do it with your own gas and shit because it's a black market and you're not going to send me up to your dealer's house because that's shady as fuck and I ain't trying to get all in on that. It can help to have a plan of attack to make sure that your shit don't get pinched. Good luck. But when it comes to actually buying an eighth out of a dispensary, you generally tend to think that you're okay. Now, a lot of places will weigh it in front of you, and and that's the best route for sure. When you can actually see them do that. If you had a dealer you who would weigh it out in front of you, that was fantastic too. But we don't always get that. And even in a legal market... There are a lot of things that come pre-weighed already, so I always weigh my stuff out because a friend or acquaintance or someone acting as a middleman pinching your shit isn't the same as being shorted by the fucking dealer. That's just bad business practices. And technically, if you're in California as a business you are supposed to have the same kind of labeling requirements as any other product out there. It's on the website, okay? You are supposed to be regulated by the weights and standards just like anybody else. You have to have how much weight is actually in the product on the label. Now, Colorado has so much information on their labels that their labels actually obscure other labels with information that you need. That's too goddamn much information. However, if you are the kind of person who does infographics, this is a great business for you to be getting into. Go make us some money. Because we need you out there too. I mean... It's hard to understand so much of this and that the writing is so tiny in order to get so much information on there. You feel like you're looking at the street sign in an inner city that is 
completely contradicting itself. It's overwhelming. Oh, I hear the train. It's time for a bowl. All right. In the neighborhood of make-believe, visiting King Friday, and a St. Patty's where it was all green. But now we're back to business. So here's the deal. Whenever I go to a dispensary and they haven't waited out in front of me, I always weigh it at home. And even when I go to events, I come back and weigh the things that I got for free just to see if it matches what the packaging says. Now that's really easy with flour and it's gotten harder and harder with concentrates. The terpier a concentrate is, the oilier a concentrate is, the harder it is to take out of the packaging and actually weigh again. A nice small slab of shatter is real easy to pop off that silicone paper and 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 weigh it out again on a different paper or on your silicone cap or whatever it is that you need to make a base for. And so, God willing, I get as many concentrates as I can and I weigh them out to see if they are correct. And time and time and time again, these concentrates are constantly being underweighed. And I'm tired of being fucking shorted all the time. I'm sh- and I, all the labels, big labels, small labels. To be fair, there are some labels that graciously overweigh and they don't have to do that. That's respect. I don't make a point to write these things down. I just kind of keep it in my own head what uh, what I should stay away from and who I have to kind of call out. And I've totally called them out before, but there isn't much you can do as the end consumer if the dispensary isn't willing to work with you. And it usually isn't the dispensary's fault. Very rarely is it the dispensary's product that they've weighed out themselves. They usually buy these concentrates prepackaged already, pre-weighed out. But I have had the widest range of all different kinds of experiences when it comes to being shorted. So usually what happens is I weigh it out. I find it short. If I know how to contact the extraction company, usually not personally, but via via a mutual connection, I will try and do that. And usually what happens is the extraction company checks their shit and adjusts accordingly. They don't like to hear that they're shorting people. Nobody ever wants to fucking hear that. But how they respond makes all the difference. Um, I had that problem with the higher path, actually, where they had blasted the CBDA material and I scraped as much out of that as I possibly could and it did not get any heavier than 0.76. That's only three quarters of what it, of the gram it was supposed to be. Of course, I didn't find that out until I got home, which is over an hour away from the higher path. And I called them, they were very understanding and apologetic and gave me a credit on my account, but that doesn't give me any more CBDA and I wasn't able to make it back there in order to get more. I'll still have that credit on my account, which will be helpful, but I really wanted the product. Now I have gotten product that was blasted by the dispensary that was local. It was delivery 
And when I got back to them a couple days after, I'll admit it was it wasn't right away or anything, but when I did finally get back to them, I initially was told that they were going to send somebody out to check on it and they would get back to me and they apologized about the issue. And then about 20 minutes later, I got a text message from apparently the owner of the dispensary and the person who does the weighing and the person who does the blasting and apparently someone who couldn't even verify that I was a patient with them, totally refusing to acknowledge the issue, blaming me for the problem, accusing me of lying, just the worst reaction that I was not expecting whatsoever. But usually it's a scenario closer to what happened to me recently where I purchased a gram from a delivery and when I weighed it, it was only a half gram. And I can understand that because it was fire and it was a really good deal for how fire it was. And, but it was just a straight up half gram. There was no way that this was a full gram and it was a pre-weighed gram. I know that they, they would have bought it that way. It was packaged that way. So I called them and let them know, and they were very apologetic. They gave me another half gram for, you know, in order to make up for what I was missing, never blamed me for it, and then also gave me extra as a way of apologizing, which was really nice. They didn't have to do that. And in the end, it sucks that they have to eat that cost, and I I hope that they take it to, to the company that they purchased it from. Because the company had a rep that sold it to them. And from the way it looks, the rep just didn't understand that that was a half gram and not a full gram. And because there was no weight put on the label, there was got, there was barely anything on the labeling. There was no way to, to have the, the dispensary know for sure before they got shafted on the money and they didn't check it themselves. There's really no quality control. There's nobody who is weight and standard certified to do this. And that hurts consumers and retailers at the same time. It's just some straight up bullshit. You shouldn't ever be shorted. This, I mean, this is liquid gold. There's no reason to short people. Now, sometimes a little weight variation comes because of the packaging, because there's a difference in moisture. If uh, you get an eighth that is marked, it was pre-weighed, and it's marked on the packaging as weighing 3.6, but when you get it home, it only weighs 3.53. Well, chances are it probably just got dried out a little bit, especially if it was in one of those pop containers or in a plastic baggie. That's a pretty natural variance. Um, Sometimes when you're buying really terpy materials and they come in silicone containers, the terps and the silicone mix together. And I don't know that it makes a huge weight difference, but I'm sure that it's going to affect it somehow. But that kind of brings me to just a whole nother area that I wanted to ramble rant about with legalization And that's packaging. With legalization comes lots of packaging. And as a hippie stoner, it can suck. It can be heartbreaking. 
you know, no more can you just bust out the cellophane from your or a friend's pack of cigarettes and throw a dub in there. It is far from that in a lot of places. The amount of packaging is just ridiculously excessive in a lot of places, especially when it comes to the must be in individual air quotes servings. A lot of times it's unclear if these things are recyclable. Uh, the pop containers, you don't always know. You end up saving up a bunch of them. Some places have recycling programs. You can bring back your old containers. Some of them go out of their way to make sure that they only use high quality and recyclable containers. Um, but they all have their ups and their downs. And none of it is is what I'm used to as an old school stoner, just taking out a bag full of pop containers to the recycling bin feels like being a wino taking out, you know, a a bin full of bottles. All right. It wasn't wine for me. It used to be vodka, but it, it never felt good. A 12 pack of beer still doesn't feel good sometimes. So shameful. And the pop containers definitely feel that way. You feel like a terrible person. Now, I was listening to Grapes and Grass. Uh, Thanks for the shout out, guys, by the way. And they were trying a, a strain that had come in like an aluminum can with a pop lid, they were saying. Um, and that's totally recyclable. But then they couldn't see their goods. So you have to rely on the sample strain that is out there on being an accurate representation. And as someone who's used to having to look at pictures on menus through delivery services, looks can be deceiving a lot of times. The sample representative isn't always so representative, all right? Some places will give you glass jars, and that's super sweet. But again, if you're like me at all, they just add up way too fast. There's there's no way that I'm ever going to use that many little glass jars, eighth-sized little glass jars. It's just never going to happen. Now, a lot of times, if I know that a place does the weighing out in front of you, I'll bring my own jar and... Like the higher path is super cool about me bringing in my own jar. But when it comes to a lot of places, everything's pre-weighed out, especially overnight deliveries, um, some of the same day deliveries, and a lot of the storefront dispensaries in order to keep their inventory straight and to keep the line moving, it gets pre-weighed. When it comes to concentrates, uh, You know, the packaging really depends on the form of the concentrate and more specifically the levels of terpenes that are in it. The PTFE papers, I think that's what it was, the the terpene. It's not made for terpenes, but it's a really durable plastic sheet that can withstand the terpenes. It doesn't blend with the terpenes as far as I know. But that is only good up to a certain terpene level, too. Eventually, you just got to get yourself a nice little glass jar. It's the only way to handle the high-terpene, full-spectrum cannabis extracts. Nowadays, they're just too damn potent for plastic and silicone. 
So, yep. Well, there's my rant. I don't think I'm ever going to get over the intense amount of packaging that comes with access. I get it. I'm just never going to get used to it. Okay? Okay. Shall we safety? Let's safety. All right. So Sue came by and was super stoked on the city council thing, by the way. Um, she gave me a couple extra bottles to, to hand over to them on my next visit. You can be sure I will be doing that. And she also kicked me down this strain called Prophecy that she has been working on with a couple of her buddies. Uh, the genetics are a secret and it is an outdoor strain, so it isn't the prettiest, but for being outdoor, it looks really nice, really great, tight growth, uh, kind of like a, a nice OG, but with a lighter cush color to it, not very much scent on the nose until you start rolling it around in between your fingers a little bit and then it is super intense like bay leaf just really herbal piney almost woodsy leaning towards that diesel it doesn't quite make the diesel but really pungent we smoked some of this together before and i was like i feel it in my paleocortex it makes my paleocortex buzz. It's some intense shit. So, cheers. Smoking out of my Sherlock, since it's all clean and stuff. Oof. Now, I don't know if it's a sativa or an indica. It looks like a hybrid, so I'm going to go with that. And it looks kind of like an indica dominant hybrid if I were to just go off a of looks on the nug. But when I smoke it, it, it inhales like a very pungent, expansive sativa. It's very hard to inhale, but it exhales like a very smooth indica. And it keeps really sharp on your tongue the entire time. Man, yeah, sometimes weed, it makes your throat hurt because it isn't grown well. It isn't flushed right. The fertilizers are trapped within it still, and it just hurts. Some weed is grown just to make your throat hurt. And then there's weed that is grown well, and just it makes your throat, you feel it on your throat, but it doesn't make it hurt. It's like the feel that they're going for with the chemical fertilizer stuff, but done totally organically and with flavor instead of chemicals. And you can usually tell because the good kind, you only feel it as you're hitting it and for a little while after the exhale, whereas the other stuff, like it, you're feeling it like 20 minutes later and it's just... You're like, ugh, it isn't pleasant. I shouldn't say that. Some people enjoy it. Some people don't feel like they're getting stoned until they get that feeling in their throat. But I don't enjoy it. I do enjoy this, though. 
This is, yeah, it's like, it's got my, like the inner circle, the little center part of my brain is like buzzing. It feels super intense. Not like a whole lot of strains that I come across nowadays. And it's all sativa. It It's stony, but it's not going to put me out. It's kind of eye drooping, but in the same way that a jack would be. Jack really hits my eyes hard, but this doesn't seem to be making them dry. It does seem to be making my mouth kind of dry. I will say that. And it's just such a, it's just like bay leaf where like you could smell bay leaf in the jar and it doesn't really do much. But once you start heating it up and putting it into different foods, it just makes a huge difference and can be such an intense flavor. All right, one more thing I'm going to ramble about on this St. Patrick's Day. Stoner stereotypes. I was listening to a podcast and the host kind of, it was Cannabis Health Radio, and the guy host kind of put down stoners saying that, oh, isn't it nice that we can move past stoners and aren't they kind of holding us back now? And the doctor that I was talking to kind of corrected him and said that, you know, actually we owe a great deal to stoners for keeping this this going for us and, and making sure that it didn't die out, that prohibition didn't win. And then he kind of went on to say all the reasons why we can move past stoners now. Here's the thing. Stoners aren't going anywhere, and you should be grateful for that. Because stoners, the only thing stoners ever did was enjoy this plant, enjoy this medicine, and make sure that other people were able to find a good level of recreation out of it too. If you want to talk about lazy, stupid people, well, that's just half the population, if not more. Let's just be real. But at least half the population is fucking stupid. So we just need to all start dealing with that. Not everybody is going to be sharp or blatantly dumb, all right? Most of us fall into a spectrum. And when it comes to the stoner stereotype, just like any other stereotype, it's a projection upon a subculture that is used to degrade and take away the personhood of someone based on a single behavior that society doesn't condone. And it is almost always the exact opposite of what is true in order to discount the person and make people not focus on how efficient they are actually being. If you see someone who is getting high and is having incredible insights that you don't agree with and is beginning to chip away at your your power structure and that same thing might then also make them relax a little bit more and sleep a little better you're going to focus on the thing that you want people to see and not the thing that you don't want them to see especially when you don't understand it it's just 
It's nonsense. It's a projection that isn't true. And to be honest, it's mostly about, uh, what is it, like 20-something-year-old white men. You get a, a terrible stereotype and you get the best fucking one. You sons of bitches. You lucky sons of bitches. I'm just saying, all right? But when it comes down to the subculture of stoners, it really has more to do with one part of society putting a label that helped them maintain their own power structure over people that they felt could undermine their power structure. And then other people in society seeing that and trying to find an identifiable group of people that they could then attach themselves to and create an identity with. And it becomes cyclical and self-perpetuating. But in the end... Stoners were able to prove that the stoner stereotype isn't correct. And it just, I don't know, it just really gets me that that people can knock down on stoners because we stood up and continued to fight and continue to say we're going to use this and we're going to do it because it's good for us and we're not going to let you get in our way of it. In fact, we're going to keep telling you about it and it's that everyone else wouldn't listen and then finally, as they began to to collect more and more allies on their behalf, people who didn't love it as much, but are, were at least willing to look into it, and then who understood that there was something behind it, and then who became champions for us on our behalf, and it's that kind of love and understanding that's going to cement our place within this industry because the rest of y'alls are lost without us. You need stoners. And you're always going to need stoners. And we need you too. But we've been trying to get you guys to, to join our team for fucking decades now. So, welcome to the party. Maybe you should embrace the stoner label. I think a lot more people are becoming stoners. And they're just not even realizing it. Because they don't want to identify with the stereotype that they were happy to place on a lot of other people. They were ready to discount because they weren't ready to listen to them yet. That's not my fault. All right. I think that's enough rambling, you guys. One last thing I wanted to hit you with for being so patient and waiting on this. I have not finished my I Like Big Dab song yet. There's just this middle part that is like fucking impossible for me to create a rhyme around and it is driving me nuts. But that doesn't mean that you don't deserve to hear a little bit more. So let me lay it on you. You ready? Me, 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 me. I like big dabs and I cannot lie. You other dabs can't deny that when Sue walks in with a big old slab and a hot nail to your place, you get stoned. Don't even need another bowl because you notice them tips is skunk. Deep in them globs she dabbing. I'm hooked and I can't stop sharing. Oh, baby, I want to get with ya. The winning hit that. Them innicas try and stone me. But the sativas make mama me so horny. Ooh, rub that smooth skin. You say that Sue got you sued? Well, soothe me, soothe me. You could say that I'm kind of a groupie. I seen him dabbing to hell with match and he lit. Fit and I go along that just won't quit. And I'm tired of bureaucracy saying that dabbing is bad for me. Take the average pothead and ask him that. She gotta pack them dabs. So fellas, fellas, have you got that dab hot? Then cap it, cap it, 
kept that nasty quartz. Baby got terps. Baby got terps. I like them loud and big. And when I'm heating my rig, I just can't help myself. I'm packing like an animal. Now here's my scandal. I want to get you home and <coughs> double up. <coughs> All right, that's what I got for now. Catch you later, guys. Thanks for spliffing it. Don't let nobody pinch your sack. You hear me? I'll be dim. Ciao for now.